The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. What was that? I wouldn't insult him if I was you. He's sensitive. He's a car. Yeah, I know. It's just that he's proud. That's all I'm saying. The shed I got him out of was just full of these old trophies. I, I think he used to be a race car. A race car? <laughs> yeah. You know, I bet it took first place in the ugly Annapolis 500. <laughs> Welcome to the Ultai TV Podcast, the podcast where we typically try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. But today is going to be a little bit different. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Brian. Greetings. And John. I am John. <laughs> as we work to fill the off months with intriguing Christmas episodes, uh, August has always posed somewhat of an interesting problem as we had to figure out how do we follow up our Christmas in July coverage? What do we do to bridge that final gap before the holiday season kicks in in earnest? And that's when we realized, even though it's less than six months away, it's still a long way to Christmas. Last year, we dealt with this problem by watching Accepted, a movie starring one Justin Long. And so we decided it's time to start a new tradition. Every August, we will celebrate the fact that we still have a long way to Christmas by watching a movie from this actor's filmography. Is it a good idea? Probably not. Is it a good idea? No. Is it on brand for this podcast? Yes. Yes. We need to focus this energy. We understand (laughs) that this podcast will go on forever, and there's not that many Justin Long's films out there. So as soon as we wrap up all the Justin Long movies, we do plan on just reviewing every episode of Ed. Wait, is that the lawyer show? Yes. Okay, yeah, the one with Tom Cavanaugh. We're going to watch it. So every August will become a podcast within a podcast that just reviews episodes of Ed with Justin Long in it. Right, exactly. The longest It's the longest longest road ever. (laughs) The longest. Yes, exactly. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. And, you know, hopefully we'll make it enjoyable. Um, But before we dive in and talk about what we watched for... uh, trying to get through this long way to Christmas. Let's uh, check in with my co-host. How are you guys doing in August? Not great, Chris. Not great at all. Oh, no. no. I would not stop catching shit from my wife for having watched this Justin Long vehicle. <laughs> and yes. she, we might have lost a supporter of the show. <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there. I'm in a bit of a doghouse situation here. And I'm not happy about it either. Uh, I might lose. I might lose custody of the kid. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, of your HBO Max account, or yes. uh, what do we? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Just the HBO Max account. You, you so you sue Robert Iger if that happens. Right. How am I supposed to rewatch West Wing, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> My significant other also loves this movie. And it truly makes me fear for the stability of my relationship. <laughs> I did not have so much an issue about uh, one of us liking this movie and one of us not liking it. But uh, my fiance and I did have a discussion about why we were doing this <laughs> and why we keep and why we keep doing this. I've never felt like an alcoholic more 
than when April was asking me, why are you watching this? And me just saying, I have to, I can't stop. <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> That's, the thing is, we got that, we had that big iHeartRadio bump on yep. the second season, and then we're just chasing that dragon ever since. We're, exactly. We really are. We're trying to covet that Justin Long crowd. Hopefully, you know, we're going to get a retweet, retweet by the big the big long guy and, yeah you know somebody somebody's probably suggested that instead of going for the long crowd we go for the hill and uh I, I i i don't know i think i think jonah hill would listen to us but i also think it'd be better if he listened to us and we went the long way around <laughs> yeah what would we getting over the christmas hill that could be good that could have worked too that could have worked that could work i mean Justin Long in this movie has more of a Jonah Hill role and accepted uh, in terms of being a little bit of a second banana. Y'all want to watch War Dogs? <laughs> no, no, I do not. I don't want to watch. That how do movie we? Again. How once, do we turn once this? Once was enough. How do we turn a month into a pun of Miles Teller's name? <laughs> Tell, telling him about Christmas. Miles, miles to go till Christmas. Oh yeah, miles. To ah Christmas. shit, that would have been a, yeah. That's the obvious. Uh... That's why I'm the leader. What <laughs> What if instead of screw you watch this, we decided to call it a hill to die on? We all Jonah Hill movie. <laughs> I think war dogs. <laughs> I'm trying to think what would be I mean, my Jonah Hill movie to die on would probably be accepted still. Um I'm like trying to think of another for like some reason, lower. only the sitter, the sitter comes to mind. Oh, the the sitter, not not a bad movie. The sitter is okay. It probably sure. doesn't hold up very well. But it, I saw I rented that. I can't. I feel like I rented that movie from the library for some reason. That's in my memory. <laughs> but I also remember being pleasantly surprised by it for having fairly low expectations. My hill to die on, twenty two Jump Street. But That's for what? One. Who's who's arguing that Twenty Two Jump Street is a bad movie? No one. But it's my hill to die on. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> that okay. It's better than you think. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me do a quick dig here through. No, Brian. I'm not going to let you do it because we need to talk about what this podcast subject is, and we're not going to keep getting sidetracked by but it. Do and you... We're just going to plow through, and we're going to get it done, and we're going to move on to something else. Yeah plow through like a 63 bug strange wilderness that's my hill to die on i love strange wilderness actually strange wilderness yeah that was a steve sign it's 12 points on metacritic oh it's got justin long in it too i was gonna say isn't justin long also oh my god it all (laughs) comes back to justin well come back come back in 2022 where we (laughs) (laughs) yeah we do strange wilderness apparently available on amazon prime what a long strange road it's been (laughs) all right well oh man should we just watch steve zahn movies that would be (laughs) what's our pun there huh there isn't one zahn oh oh, wait wait could we let's let's (laughs) let's do a side podcast where we're the the zaniacs the zaniacs okay (laughs) Can we only watch Sahara? Yes, Sahara and um You got oh, it. Oh man. There's I mean, I just watched a movie with Steve Zahn, but I don't want to name that one. Bring it home. Um, Wait, what one was it? 
uh, Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen. He has a small role in it. Sure. Uh, oh, you've, you've you've given up your hatred for Viggo? No, I'm just... I did never... I... Here, here's what to, I would like to... to do. Here's what I would like to do. I would like to pivot from Steve Zahn to someone who's got similar energy, okay? And to Steve Zahn? From Steve, Steve Zahn to someone with similar energy. And you know who that person is? Brecken Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good pivot. That's a good pivot because we can talk about Brecken Meyer's role in the movie we watched today uh, as we acknowledge the fact that we still have a long way to Christmas. <laughs> How many times can we say a long way to Christmas in this episode? You're going to cut out five minutes of just saying long way to Christmas. Brian, we just have a long way to go for this podcast. We've come a long way is really what's happened. If I keep reiterating, people will think it's a thing and they are more willing to accept it. That's... Can I hang myself with this Christmas ribbon? Is that possible? <laughs> Depends on how long it is <laughs> so today we're going to be watching and talking about herbie fully loaded which was released on june 22nd 2005 and is available on hbo max if you'd like to watch it for yourself if you haven't had a chance though here's a little of what happened after an opening montage featuring Herbie's past exploits, we find him destined for the scrap heap before being rescued by Maggie, played by Lindsay Lohan, whose dad, played by Michael Keaton, is buying her a car as a graduation gift. Maggie is from a struggling racing family. Due to a past accident, she is no longer allowed to race. However, Herbie gets her connected with Kevin, a mechanic played by Justin Long, and they cross paths with Trip Murphy, a NASCAR racer who just likes hanging at local car shows to stroke his ego. He and Maggie get into a street race, which he loses, prompting him to sponsor another drag race challenge with a surprisingly low cash prize of $10,000. Herbie sees Maggie admiring Trip's car and causes her to lose their second showdown. And since they were racing for pinks, Trip gets Herbie and banishes him to a demo derby. Herbie to the demo derby. Let's try saying that ten times fast. Maggie comes to his rescue and the two of them decide to race against Trip in a NASCAR race after her brother is injured. Herbie pulls some sick moves and beats Trip and Maggie and Kevin kiss the end. So that plot's not half as insane as this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> like the the summary doesn't encapsulate just how how it is both too long and too short just has like a five minute section where the actors believe this might be okay and then all give up like halfway through the movie and you can just feel it i love how there's this big ass montage at the start of the movie and at no point does anybody recognize oh hey that's herbie the love bug from the monte carlo yes yeah, so i think that's a I think a good point to preface our discussion would be that if you are watching the credits of this movie, it has four screenwriters, uh, and really it has two screenwriting partners, which are Tom Lennon of Reno 911 fame and his <laughs> writing partner. Natural pick for this. Just a natural pick. Well, I think you can see what would lead them to later gain fame with their Night at the Museum trilogy of films. Uh, some similar sensibilities, uh, but also Alfred Goh and Miles Miller of Smallville and the Shanghai Noon and Night movies and many other things. And so I think what we see at the beginning here is an idea that was maybe in one script, 
that would have followed through a little bit more than does in what we actually got in this movie after someone tinkered with it. Yeah, like the thing that I saw in the research, my my research, because I needed to know how this happened to us. Um, <laughs> how we was, got here. Yeah, like what? As a society. I want a name. <laughs> as a people who, who looked around in 2005 and was like, Herbie sequel. Not reboot, direct sequel. But like they had pitched it as a grounded Herbie movie. And then they, like, turned away and they came back and it was, like, straight cartoon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it almost feels like with that setup, like, I almost was expecting a Rocky Balboa-esque Herbie movie. Like, of the actual Rocky Balboa film, not Rocky Balboa the character, but Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa. I felt like this movie was kind of trying to set that up, but it does, it does not in any way, shape, or form. No. I don't know what it does. I just don't know. It it does a lot of... It has a very interesting cast, who none of which do much in the movie. Right? I, I would say Matt Dillon does the most, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matt, Dillon's, Matt, Dillon. Matt Dillon's coming in hot. I mean, he understood the assignment, I think, better <laughs> than anyone. So is he the only one who got who like got it? And that's why he feels like he's in his own movie, because he's the only one who's in any movie, I guess. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you have Lindsay Lohan, who is, at this point, pretty checked out of doing anything Disney, I think. Even Because this is, like, her third or fourth Disney movie. I mean, after Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, and there was another one that she did that was not based on a pre-existing property. So... She seems pretty checked out, and I honestly thought they were going to try and play her as high school, so I, I will give them props for making her a college-age uh, person. Probably the most accurate portrayal we've seen so far. Certainly better than Dash and Lily, where we were coming in thinking, like, who, what grade are they in? College? College. High school? No. No, no, no. College. High school? No. 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 Yeah. I mean, much, much more believable, much, much more easier to swallow, I think. And then you have Justin Long, who doesn't really seem to know why he's there. <laughs> Justin Long is just there to be Justin Long, and I love it. Justin Pretty Long, much. aesthetically, though, does portray a believable townie car guy. Sure. Like, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, yeah. if that's an aesthetic I could pin to someone sure i'm from a small town i know this i know these people this guy is at a pub by railroad tracks drinking a miller light right now you know i i i guess i feel like he's drinking a ginger ale I, yeah I, I, just, <laughs> I don't know and then you have who else is it? i mean you have cheryl hines who again why is she even in the movie like she's supposed to be like the sponsor liaison but like is she supposed to be mean? Is she supposed to be Michael Keaton's love interest? It seems like there are a lot of ideas that maybe got cut out of what the final cut of this movie was. To your point, John, where it's an hour and 40 minutes, and it's an excruciating hour and 40 minutes, and yet there's so little that's actually there in those hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who learned what, other than, like, maybe Michael Keaton 
is a little less sexist. But, like, <laughs> I don't know what Lindsay Lohan overcame with her magic car that was immediately magic and better than every other car. Magic, John! It was just magic. I mean, they kept alluding to this idea of, like, she got into an accident, and she, that's why she doesn't race anymore, but it's, like, more that people won't allow her to than her not... And then, like, letting that get into her head, I guess, about not... That she shouldn't... I think it would have been a better story if she had been in an accident for street racing prior and then was also addicted to heroin. <laughs> I just think or if just, she like, had, like... make her afraid to drive a car. Right, exactly. If she, she had, had. if she had any apprehension and then Herbie, like, helps her get over it, like, that would be different. But that's not really what happens or how it plays out in this movie. Right? I like that she is the fastest to accept how... She's just like... She has, like, one moment where she's like, oh, man, Magic Car kind of sucks. And then she's like, Magic Car whips ass. And <laughs> I'm only ever driving my Magic Car. I'm going to break the rules of NASCAR to be allowed to drive my Magic fucking car. Don't you love how quickly they wrote in that one point of going, and it looks like they found a loophole for this VW bug in NASCAR. And you're like, all right, fuck, I guess we're just going with this. Like, yeah. there's just, like, places it would make logical sense for. And, like, you're writing a movie. You don't have to have the brand sponsorship with NASCAR. Except you do, because th- I don't know how many times this movie says, ESPN. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Disney, yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> Which also was weird, too, because then it switches to speed. At the, like, in the, in the back half of the movie? The front half of the movie is all ESPN, and then the back half is all speed. Which... I, I love how small weird. town I love how small town this movie feels yet nobody has a job at Walmart. <laughs> well, no, they're all too busy racing, Brian. Yeah, everyone's racing. about race cars here. There were a lot of racings. Everyone's uh, about two things. One, racing cars. In particular, 63 bugs. They need you to know that. <laughs> and then also doing kick-ass ground skateboard tricks. Yeah, because yeah. you know how we need to relate to the youths. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, when I look at her, I think she knows kick-ass skateboard. She can do a kickflip. Also, a weird thing that never comes into play at all. I think they had in the treat. They must have in the treatment had like, and then the car does a cool skateboard trick. To right, like Trip Murphy. If so they like, yeah, if they, they like learn from it. each, yeah, they like learn from each other or something in there too, but no. Except Lindsay Lohan's too boring to learn anything from. Yeah, she's not good in this. She's just not good in this. There's nothing other than, there's not, there's hardly even plucky optimism. I feel like she's just very flat in yes. this. Okay, real quick. I won't have a real talk here, okay? Okay. Is Lindsay Lohan flat in this? Or is she flat in everything she's good in mean girls every stats graph has an anomaly she's not she's not jodie foster but like she's not like an incapable actress (laughs) and like parent parent trap like she has personality in that movie and i think i don't know i didn't see freaky friday more than once but um i feel like she again had like had some charisma in that movie like no one has any charisma in this movie. No, no one is bringing any energy to the table. That's Michael not Ke- true. Michael Keaton is crushing it. Michael Keaton. No, actually, he is not. I take it back. No. Michael Keaton's in his own movie where this is a fucking serious movie. <laughs> and that's what I love about Michael Keaton. 
<laughs> do you think that's do you think that's what he signed on for was like a movie where like because like he has this whole thing about her mom and i'm like maybe this movie at one point was super dark where this car accident <laughs> was that she killed her mom in the Ooh, car accident jesus <laughs> that would be great that's your hbo series right there I don't think he signed up for it, but I think he decided that's what he was going to grab onto. Because, like, Michael Keaton wasn't getting a ton of work in 2005. That's what I no, wanted to look up definitely real quick. Uh, because. How did I take five pages of notes about this movie? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much, like, every scene is bad. Like, there's not, like, a passable scene where your brain can, like, shut off and ignore it. It's like. Yeah, I'll give you that. It, doesn't give you a moment to rest with its stupidity it just like leans on you okay well yeah it's so frantic it just cuts 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 like and to to your favorite thing brian it is just like racing 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 i think we can all be pretty honest with ourselves this is a movie for children well yeah that's why they have the the director for it is the her like only prior credit was a children's spy movie was that right. even a children's spy movie? I thought I re- What are you talking about? The lady who... She only... The person who directed it only did Debs. Which I that was far more sexual to be children's oh. than I oh, remember. Yeah, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think it's more teen. teen. That yeah. is more, it's got Jordana Brewster and... It does uh, have Jordana the one, Brewster. The one lady from Too Fast, Too Furious. It's also got Jimmy Simpson in it, too, who is a personal favorite actor to see in anything. Jimmy Simpson not doing a bad job in this movie either. He's, you know, making the most of what is a more limited role. But it also reminds me of an interview he gave when he was doing Westworld stuff, when Westworld was good. And that Westworld stuff, uh, or that interview, he said, uh, yeah, when I got Westworld, my parents were really happy I didn't play a creepy guy anymore in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't creepy. Herbie was, if anything unnecessarily cruel to him very true (laughs) so i want to talk about michael keaton's role here real quick in 1998 he starred in jack frost which i believe up until herbie fully loaded is his last notable role so he's got jack frost in 98 nothing really unless you count white noise in 2005 until herbie loaded and then Mm. after herbie loaded he is in I guess he's in Cars. Hell yeah. He's in Toy Story 3 in 2010. And that's when he gets into the other guys. Okay. So yeah, the here's here's the two trivia points that are the only valid things. One of the race cars is 86, because that's who Michael Keaton voices in Cars. That's cute. And then also Dom's Charger is in the background of the junkyard scene. Yeah, I tried to rewind that and look at that, and I could not... Who's Charger? Dominic Toretto's. Because, Brian, this movie's going to be about family. Yes. This is, like, in a small gap of, like, between Too Fast, Too Furious, and, I believe, Tokyo Drift. And I feel like if Tokyo Drift... Like, I feel like if we had gotten this movie after, like, the fourth Fast and Furious movie, like, it would have leaned on that as more of, like, trying to parody it, and that maybe would have helped more i don't know i think they should have just made it instead of a racing movie a heist slash racing movie you know well that's uh that's where you're gonna want to go back and watch uh herbie monte carlo because as part of my small bit of research i went and looked up 
because the opening montage intrigued me because I'm like, oh, are they going to tie this back to previous continuity? And I guess there were four main Herbie films, a one-season Herbie TV show, and a Wonderful World of Disney made-for-TV movie Herbie that was originally... um, it was advertised as a remake, but then was like surprisingly actually a continuation as well, uh, with one Bruce Campbell. Hell yeah! In the starring role, Bruce Campbell's great. Put Bruce Campbell in this. Yeah, have him be a dad. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought this movie was really confusing because all I could think about was this is exactly what it would be like if the first half of the first Transformers movie and a Fast and the Furious movie had a child. Yes, there are definitely some Transformers vibes at the beginning of this. Which again, who's who's stealing from who there? Uh, this, this predates Transformers. I was going to say it must, right? Answer, answer for your crimes, Michael Bay. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you steal? You know what you did. Now you have to make <laughs> the Rock too. Uh, this. This movie just wasn't very good. I think it's kind of the bottom line of what we're getting at. Uh, one of the other things that very much annoyed me about it was the soundtrack, uh, which was filled with just awful, awful covers of yeah. popular songs. There were like two or three instances where they got the actual rights to the real music, but that you could definitely tell they were cutting some corners. But I, th- I, feel, I feel like that was a Disney executive saying, what do kids at middle school dances love to hear? Okay, great. And now let's force these bands to play those hit songs. Honestly, yeah. Can we yeah. like look up? Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, what is, what is the soundtrack for this look like? I love that my computer now just directs me to the Herbie fully loaded page. <laughs> Mark McGrath covering the Beach Boys. Fuck yeah. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Ali and AJ covering. Oh. I'm trying to see if anyone else actually warrants i don't ingram hill and rooney that's those Rooney's yeah, I don't good. Know. that's that's about it who are some hot bands that can cover some classic songs we were like functionally middle schoolers when this came out so we should remember there's a Lindsay lohan single on this soundtrack the two songs that they got were magic which i believe is Maybe oh oh it's magic. Is that that magic? And Lionel yeah. Richie's Hello. Those are the only two original <laughs> songs. Did they the... use Hello for him trying for Herbie trying to fuck the fuck the, the other Beatles? Fuck the other Beatles. I think so. Yes. Yeah. God, that's the weirdest part of this movie. Well, yeah, yeah, that part is weird, and also the part where his something in his car breaks, and then they go steal it out of that beetle and it's like they never really explain what they're taking out of it they're just like we're just gotta strap it on it's not a perfect fit but it'll do for a couple laps and it's like in what world in what world was this (laughs) speaking of well you were you mentioned the product placement earlier john did anyone else like the extended shot on the viagra car for no apparent reason in this family friendly was that shot too long for you (laughs) <laughs> i mean yes, it wasn't it wasn't way to go it wasn't longer than four hours but it was it was still long enough for me to notice <laughs> i just what what car did herbie crush like he was a monster truck was it the lowe's car 
Oh, the one that he drove over? Up and over, yeah. yeah. And uh, my favorite part of that scene was that Michael Keaton is coaching her and like, yes, this is an acceptable and normal move in a NASCAR (laughs) race is just, you just got to get over him. Like, you got to go. I like how the dad showed up only to provide encouragement. She's like, what should I do, dad? It's a real tough situation. And the best he could do, a professional race car like coach or whatever the hell you want to call his role is just like, you're just going to have to tough it out. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's, it's tough love, uh, Ryan. It's tough He's, love. And then you gotta accelerate now. Just imagine putting your shitty son's life at risk in NASCAR races, if because you won't let your daughter, who's good at NASCAR races, drive. Just being like, like that's why Breck and Meyer is actually the hero of the movie. He recognized he sucked, and he got his sister that chance, and he got out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Breckenmeyer pulled a true Breckenmeyer. Yeah, Breckenmeyer is actually the star of the movie. Sometimes the most admirable action someone could take. I also like how some of the product placement dates this movie, such as the Nextel Cup, uh, which of course no longer exists because Nextel doesn't exist. And uh, at one point you can very prominently see the Kodak team in the background. And it's like, oh, remember when Kodak was still a functional... Company. Kodak's still kicking around, yeah. Yeah, but they, like, I think Kodak has, like, almost gone bankrupt several times because they didn't pivot to digital soon enough. You know, I just could tell it was dated because none of the cars were sponsored by Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> or, Booba, or Booba Chip. Yes, Kodak went bankrupt in uh, 2011. Well, I don't know what you want from me. And they now <laughs> and they now exist as five business divisions. Print, inkjet, micro 3D printing and packaging, software and solutions, and consumer and film. So, so Brian, I need to tell you, as a dude wearing a short sleeve flannel shirt with a mustache, and a side part, you look, you just, you, if you're going to have that aesthetic, you need to be way too into photography and be able to tell me too much about cameras to the point you're where right. I'm concerned. You're right. And it has to be like really shitty black and white photography, no less. Oh, my lord. You just go on, you go on hikes that look difficult to people who don't know where they are. And you just, just take a grainy photo. And you got it. It's, hold on a second. This light just isn't good for my exposure. <laughs> 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 you, already, you, already got, you already got the lingo down. It's half yeah. the battle. Yeah, this movie just... The logic doesn't really track at any point. The Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. You looked like you had a good bit that you were, you were about to fire up there. No, but I think this sunlight is going to wash out my saturation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Photographer Brian, everyone's favorite new character. Uh... Yep, nothing like choosing the kid who got a C-plus in photography in high school to take your wedding photos. (laughs) (laughs) People do it every damn day. Every damn day. Every damn day. We actually, we were having a conversation with our realtor uh, about our wedding plans and what she did for her wedding. And she was like, you know... I spent a lot of money on a photographer because I wanted nice photos, but sometimes I look at them and I'm like, 
are they really that good? Could I have maybe saved some money here? <laughs> <laughs> that's a I do really, wonder. yeah. You know, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. I've, I've just been grappling with the reality that I would, I will have to spend money on a wedding when I really just wanted to hire a kid who got a C plus in high school in photography <laughs> and have like a fucking potluck and just call it, call it a day. I think I've got the right shutter speed for this majestic uh, conjoining of two souls. <laughs> I think I'll be able to capture this moment beautifully. Oh, this is a guy who's who's recorded a video of a of a bag blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it was misunderstood. You know it's true, Brian. You know it's true. That that's exactly. But when I thought of like, oh man, whose voice should I use for a shitty photographer? Oh yeah, that kid from that movie who just did the plastic bag video. So on fucking point, John. Good job. <laughs> I was I was like digging so hard to remember what movie it was, and now I can't. And I just I can't. remember. Oh, Harry isn't it? Um, in like one of the scary movies. Cruel Intentions. Movie? She's all that. Oh, fuck. Okay, scary okay, movie. Fun. Joked it. Yeah. Yeah, plastic uh, bag movie. blowing in wind. Oh, God. you know what? It's American Beauty. That's what I was kind of thinking. Oh, yeah. I was not following the conversation. I could have helped you guys out there. I wasn't following the conversation very well. So, <laughs> Because we all had to watch Herbie fully loaded. Our I think so. And I'm like, <laughs> our IQ is, collective IQ is so low. We could keep trailing off into nothing for a long time, but I feel like we could give our listeners and ourselves some time back here and just cut to some final judgments if we're if we're good with that. Yeah, let's yeah. just call it. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll come up with some fresh ones just uh, just for fun. Are we gonna call this a cool car, a just okay Justin, or a horrible Herbie? <laughs> Not bad, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna denote him by distance. How, does this movie have a long way to go, or is it almost oh. here? Is it almost here? That's not bad either. <laughs> but this movie has a long way to go because it's a horrible Herbie. This movie has Herbie should get me too'd for his behavior with the new Beetle. Uh, first of all, and then also. Just no one wants to be in it, and it's you, it's just painful to watch people collecting a track. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> this movie's gas can is drier than a fart, and I I don't need to shit on it any further than we already have. The only thing that I was really disappointed in was my own mind when somebody told Lindsay Lohan that racing's in her blood, and she didn't respond back with "That's racist." <laughs> <laughs> Because the delivery was almost the exact same. It's in your blood. Before I give my final judgments, we, as Brian said, we, we have uh, really dumped on this movie uh, because deservedly so. But uh, let's maybe just all go around and say one, one thing we liked about it. Can we, say, can, we, can we just find a nice, a nice thing to say about the movie? I enjoyed the professionalism of Breckenmeyer. He gave his full effort through a movie that he shouldn't have, frankly. I enjoyed Justin Long in this movie, as I always enjoy Justin Long in a movie. That's good. 
And I will say I like the opening montage before the movie actually started. <laughs> um, and to that point... Did you like the car fixing montage towards uh, the back half of it? Uh, there were a fair number of montages. Herbie gets fixed at least two times, possibly three in a montage setting. The the one before the NASCAR race where they bring the whole crew out, I was like, shit, that's a big crew. That is a that is a lot of people coming to storm this barn and help fix this VW bug up. So, I mean, that was okay. I also wanted to, I know I made a note of it because I was very curious as to how long it would take. And I wrote that uh, in the... Uh, early moments of the movie where Herbie is uh, almost getting crushed and trying to get Lindsay Lohan's attention that I laughed for the first time and uh, I probably laughed maybe a total of five times and that's probably generous uh, during this movie when Herbie landed on top of the Nissan that they were considering buying. Mm-hmm. little physical the, comedy. The bit, the beginning bits when it, it's more comfortable being for children and not young adults are kind of fun yeah i think junkyard is fun that character should have stayed (laughs) crazy dave you would have liked crazy dave to stick around more more crazy dave make crazy Uh. dave the villain (laughs) i don't not that matt dylan give matt dylan his flowers you know the man made (laughs) crash but (laughs) um uh but like I don't know. He's just not like an effective villain because they redeem him constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Just one of this movie's many issues. So I will also call it a horrible Herbie. Uh, It is a long way from being anywhere near my top tier Justin Long films. And uh, I think that's all we need to say about Herbie. And we can put this one behind us. And we said at the beginning, was this a good idea? And, you know, probably not. But when we get to August next year and we're find ourselves in a similar position of trying to come up with ideas to get us to our next season, we might end up in the same place. We're watching Tusk boys. I'm telling you right now, (laughs) I want to watch. I've never seen it before. And I want to, I want to so badly. I'm morbidly curious. I'm I'm scared. I'm honestly scared. That's what I'll push for for next year is a long way. Mm-hmm. Zack and Mary, I, I, and I will, I will push for Sahara. Justin Long's not in Sahara. I, it's, it's a. That's call. Steve I Zahn. Can't, I can't remember if we talked about Steve Zahn while we were actually recording or not. So I was a callback to something nobody may have ever even heard from us. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. This has been this has been a podcast. This has been a podcast. This has been so, a podcast. Next next month. Again, we were in a similar situation. We weren't sure what we were going to do, but we've we've come to an idea, and uh, you know we want to make sure that you know we're three white guys in America, but our audience is international. Uh, you may not realize it, and uh, while some of our 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 trailing countries behind America in terms of listenership are uh, in other English speaking countries, as you may assume. Uh, your your Canada's, a your England's, your Gabnas, your Australia's. Oi. Uh, we thought let's let's expand our horizons even further than that, and uh, we are going to honor our German audience, uh, who is our number one non English speaking country uh, in terms of listenership. And it may just be one of you out there. And if it is, hey, this one's for you. We're gonna celebrate a little. 
uh, Oktoberfest Christmas style uh, by watching a show called Over Christmas, which is a Netflix limited series that is German. Uh, we are going to watch it with subs, not dubs. And we're going to give that a try for September. And I think that one German listener heard what we were going to watch and just goes, oh, fuck, not that one. Uh, it's probably also just like, what? Because it has a different name in, in German, I think. <laughs> but yes, over, search. <laughs> over, yeah. over Christmas is, is on Netflix, and that's what we'll be watching in September. And then the time to Christmas just keeps getting shorter. Right now, long way, but each successive episode. We got John's going to take us through October with another horror-themed Christmas movie, and then, bang, season three, out of the gates, we're going to do a little kickoff episode again, give you the lineup, and then we're into it. So uh, it's going to be here before you know it. Stick with us. Thanks for allowing us one little uh, break from regular Christmas coverage, even if it didn't go necessarily the way we wanted it to, but you try stuff. If you're not trying stuff, you're dying. If you're not trying, you're you dying. Do. If you're not living, you're dying. Exactly. <laughs> you get busy, get, et cetera, et cetera. You yep. get busy podcasting or you get busy blogging. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I think I said this at the end of the last episode, but I'm going to say it again. We're ramping up. Season three, it's coming. No better time. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Be the first to know when we got new episodes coming out. Uh, just have them waiting for you when you wake up in the morning. We got good stuff coming. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Yuletide TV are a great place to do it. Yuletide TV at gmail.com. Send us a note. You need some help with your Christmas shopping this year. You, uh, Send us your Digimon I'm gonna, fan fiction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time from a television show. Uh, and if you're still listening, give us a ring. Tell us why exactly a great a great sign off there so those are all the good things you can do that's what we got coming up thanks for listening as always until next time i have been chris i have been brian (laughs) i have been john thanks for listening we're glad you're still alive